invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Reminder that the uh, ladies small group will meet tonight at 6 in the fellowship hall. So last week I had a PB&J sandwich. This week I had brownies. Next Sunday, we will observe the table of the Lord, and we'll all come and eat next week. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Would you pray with me? Father, we are thankful today for your word. We are thankful, Lord, for the fact that it points us to you that it is the truth. And Lord, we pray today that we would be quick to apply it. That we would, Lord, feel your blessing. Lord, where we need to be convicted, we pray that you would do so. And that in the moment of conviction, we would also feel the consolation of your grace. Father, speak to us today. Grant me the words that are needed for those gathered here as we make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> the Corinthians knew a little something about the body. After all, Corinth was the home of one of the most famous Asclepians in the ancient world. Asclepians were essentially temples that served as a worship spot for the cult of Asclepius, a demigod in ancient mythology who was one of the first doctor gods of Greek mythology. He was credited with all sorts of healings, including bringing the dead back to life. They were, for all intents and purposes, by the time of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, though, what you and I would consider today to be hospitals. Asclepians were where treatment regimens were meted out so that hopefully healing could be brought to an individual. Instead of it being acknowledged, though, as medical science, they treated it as a form of worship. And if someone were healed, they would offer an uh, offering back to Asclepius for the part of their body that was healed. So, let's say their arm was healed. Well, they'd have someone go make uh, an image of an arm, and they would go and give the arm. Let's say their foot was healed. They go have a foot made and they would give it to the temple. If you go to any of the archaeological digs that are now ongoing in any of the Asclepians around uh, ancient Greece, they are continually finding body parts. Arms, legs, heads, you name it. They find it. So when Paul writing to Corinth, 
uses the metaphor of the body to explain how the church should function to the Corinthians, they get it. They get that they are to be a body. Notice with me verses 12 and 13 of 1 Corinthians 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we, are, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. What makes them part of the body? Paul tells us it's the Holy Spirit. The baptism spoken of here, though, is not one of water, but of regeneration, by which the Spirit comes and brings us into the family of God after we have confessed our sins and received Jesus Christ into our hearts. Apart from having a relationship with Christ in which we have repented and we have felt the washing away of our sins, there is nothing, beloved, that will bring us into the body. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't recall that Paul uses the illustration of the body in a discussion that he is having with the Corinthians about spiritual gifts. These gifts are how the body is to function for the betterment of all. Paul is speaking not of individual needs, but of the betterment of the church. It's helpful for us to remember because it is always about the betterment of the church that we should be striving toward. It's also an understanding that as it is essential for us to remember that the church receives members by the Spirit. That a particular church receives folks in the same manner. What do I mean by that? Beloved, we are all called to a local body of believers. Every Christian is called to serve in a particular church. Somehow in modern America, we have created this false notion that you can be a Christian and not be involved in a local church. That is hogwash. We are all called to serve. We are all called to serve with our particular spiritual gift in a body. And if one is not called to serve in a particular church, I would argue that maybe you need to address your relationship with God. Because each of us brings our giftings and our experiences and there is a need in a local church that has that recipe of giftings and experiences and we're called to go there. Everyone is called to serve. Now, because we are all called to serve one body, it's helpful to remember a few things 
about the body. One, every part of the body, beloved, is important to the functioning of the entire body. Notice with me verses 14 through 20. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. To reiterate a point that we made last week, we cannot all be and do the same things in the body. There must be a variety in the body for it, is, for it to function at peak efficiency. Not all of us can be ears. Not all of us can be eyes. All of us have to be a particular part. None, it should be understood, beloved, are insignificant. Let me say that again. None are insignificant in the body. Everyone has to do their part. So if Grove Park is a body, and it is, let me ask you something this morning. How well is your particular part of the body functioning? Are you doing everything you can? To make sure that your body part operates at its best? How do I do that? Well, are you studying God's Word? Are you actively studying God's Word? Are you in a small group? Are you in a Sunday school class? Or are you uh, relying upon me only on Sunday morning to get God's Word? Beloved... Let me tell you something. If your interaction with God's Word only occurs when I stand up to preach on Sunday morning, it's similar to being a diabetic and only taking your metformin. Or let's, let's put it like this. You have your, your shot of insulin. You go to the buffet. And you look at all those desserts and you say, hmm, chocolate pie, apple cobbler, ice cream, chocolate pie, apple cobbler, and ice cream. You give yourself the shot and then you go and work. That's not how it works, beloved. You've got to be feeding yourself. You've got to be taking it all in. What about your service? Are you in some place of active service in the church? You say, Pastor, all I can do is pray. Guess what, beloved? I'll take it. Do you want a list of what I need you to pray about? I've got one. You just got to promise me you'll pray through it. Now, let me also say to that, 
that you just can't get out easy and say, well, I'll pray and that's my form of service. We're all called to more than just praying, beloved. Praying is the first part of a Christian. When, when they are talking in Acts and about Paul's conversion, what is it that they say? They say he's praying now. In other words, that's his moment. That's his, his outcropping of conversion. He's praying now. And if all you can do, beloved, is lay on your back and pray because you can't walk or you can't do anything else, we'll take it. That's important. And that may be what God's calling you to. But don't rely simply on that. Beloved, are you doing your part by bringing to God the whole tithe consistently? Or are you just doing it every now and then? Are you tithing or are you tipping? A lot of times we like to tip God. God calls us to tithe. Are you doing your part? You say, I am so small and so insignificant. Again, I say to you, every part of the body is important. How many of you know where your SI joint is? Raise your hand. We've got one, two. Ron, you don't count. You're a medic. SI joint. Very small, tiny little thing. The joint space is between 0.5 millimeters and 4 millimeters. I can't even show you how small that is. Do you know where it is? Is it your SI joint? No. Uh, it, it's down near your pelvis where your pelvis meets up with your spinal column. Your SI joint, remember that 0.5 to 4 millimeter joint space, supports your entire upper body. If your SI joint hurts, guess what? You hurt. And you hurt bad. It's tiny and insignificant, right? Beloved, when the tiniest part of the church isn't doing their job, the whole church So there are no insignificant points of the body, Paul tells us. Also, it's important to remember that the body must be well balanced. Look with me at verses 21 and 26 through 26. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Everything in the body is held in balance. The constitution of our bodies, beloved, is such, Paul says, that when one suffers, all suffer. When one rejoices, all rejoice one cannot say to the other, I don't like you. Balance is hard. 
It's so hard that most of us, to keep our bodies in balance, take pills. We use it to keep our heart regulated correctly. Some of us who suffer from depression use pills to keep our um, serotonin levels in our brain correctly. Some of us who are diabetics use it to keep our blood sugar correctly. We use all sorts of things that we take pills for to keep our body well balanced and functioning. Beloved, the body of Christ operates the same way. We have to be well balanced. We can't have too much of one and too, or too little of the other. It skews us in one direction instead of maintaining the middle. You know, as I thought about this, I thought about my own self and music. How so? Well, I thought about the piano player in me. The piano player who loves harmony and loves uh, the, the different notes that you can put on a piano to make the best harmonies come out. And how if I play this note over here, i got to play it in concert with this one. I can do all sorts of things. And so I thought about the fact that, that for me personally, the best part to hear harmonies is in southern gospel music. Huh. I love that. And then I thought about the fact that I'm a product of the 1990s. A product of the 1990s when modern worship really came into its own. And how much I love praise and worship music. I love how it makes me feel. I love the fact that I can sing it at any point, any time. And then I thought about the Duke graduate. The Duke graduate. The liturgist in me who loves those rich hymns of the faith, who likes the big sounds of the faith. I thought about the fact that Beethoven wrote upon one of the top of his symphonies after he composed it that it shouldn't be done at the end of the concert. It should be done earlier in the concert because it was so heavy that he needed people to think to engage with it. And I thought to myself, well, son, you got multiple personality disorder." No, I take three great strands of faith, three great expressions of the faith, and I combine them all and I do my best to keep a good mix all the time. Beloved, it can happen on any other number of things. It could happen whether or not you deal with subjects all through grace or all through law? Or do you have a healthy balance? Do you deal with it in terms of reaching the public at large through straight up cold call evangelism? Or do you do it through social justice ministries? You need a good combination of both. A healthy balance, beloved, is always critical in our hearts and in our minds. And so shouldn't we think that it is always critical in the body of Christ. A body that is out of balance is a body that does not function at its most efficient capacity. So, how balanced are you this morning? 
Finally, I would be negligent if I did not mention this morning that the body of Christ is larger than Grove Park. Look with me again at verses 12 through 13. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Then skipping down to verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. The baptism of the spirit which regenerates us and makes us children of God doesn't flow just into Grove Park. It flows into hundreds of millions of churches all around the world. Churches that meet in grand edifices like ours and churches that meet in ten sheds in the middle of southern Sudan. That meet in houses in China and in cathedrals in Rome. Beloved, we must always be looking to see how we can strengthen not simply Grove Park, for, but the larger church as well, the greater body. We are not, though many Baptists think they are, lone islands in the stream. If we have no connectionalism, if we, ha- if we are not working to make the whole body better, We're fatally serving God. So you wonder why it is that we pray for a different church every week at prayer meeting? That's why. You wonder why we're working with church plants in Baltimore? That's why. You wonder why we're always looking for other opportunities to help smaller churches around us? That's why. Beloved, we should always be seeking the improvement, not of Grove Park by itself, but the church. Because in seeking the church, we seek the kingdom of God. And isn't that what Christ told us? Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Beloved, when we work for the the whole church, God has things flow back to us that we don't even begin to comprehend at all. So this morning, Grove Park, the body called Grove Park, Have you been in the gym lately? Have you been in the gym? Have you been exercising those spiritual giftings that you have? Have you been working those muscles of evangelism and proclamation? Have you been working that that inner core of service to the forgotten of this world? Have you been at work? I uh, don't hit the gym. Can't you tell? 
I don't hit the gym at all. In fact, I don't even wave to the five gyms I pass between here and my house. What do we want Grove Park to look like? Do we want to look Grove Park to look like a walking heart attack? Or do we want Grove Park to be felt? Built for every need. If that's the case, then each of us must do our part. Each of us must hit our spiritual gyms. Each of us must exercise and eat the good things and do all the right things spiritually so that we are efficient for God. The choice is ours today. We are the body. It's a question of how we're going to look. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that you have called us to be the body. And Lord, where it is that we are not the body. Where it is, Lord, that we aren't balanced. Where it is, Lord, that one part of us is working exceptionally hard and one part of us is not working at all. Lord, I just pray you'd expose all of that amongst us right now. And we would run to you. To be healthy. Because Lord we want to be the most. Efficiently. Functioning body. In your body. Speak to us now we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Where has God spoken to you? Where is it that he has showed you that you're not doing your part in his gym to make this body its strongest? Maybe today what he showed you is that you're not in the body, that you don't have a relationship with him, and you, he's calling you to join in the greater body through relationship with his son. Maybe today he's calling you to come be a part of the body that is Grove Park. Maybe it's some other need that he's spoken to you about. Whatever it is, he stands ready to meet. So as we stand to sing, would you come? Mm -hmm.